0: Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products, race testing.
1: Hey, welcome back to Hot Laps by Heat Shield Products. Uh, This is lap number eight. And uh, I'm Chris. I'm the sales manager at Heat Shield Products.
0: I'm Steve, the VP. I'm Shane. I'm in charge of product development.
1: And today we're joined by two very special guests uh the creator of such masterpieces as Afterburner, Bailout, Happy Camper, Valkyrie and more in my mind and probably in the minds of my brothers sitting at this table probably two of the best custom car builders on the planet, Jim and Mike Ring from the Ring Brothers.
0: I I would I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I the thing I love about their cars is their and, and no disrespect to any of these guys, because there's, there's all these builders. The skill involved is way beyond. Yeah. I mean, I'm... There's lots of talent out there. There's tons of talent. Yeah. But, I mean, metalworking in me is just like... You know, I I wish I could do it, but I no shot. Uh, but their cars always look like you could... I mean, they look beautiful. They, there's no nothing wrong with them. It's just... Man, you look like you could get into that car. Like you could walk up to it, turn the key, and just go flog the Wii out of the thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's that's how uh that's how they build it. And I remember the first time i was about, oh, I want to say it's like two thousand seven or two thousand eight. I don't know when that reactor Mustang was at SEMA, and that's when I first the first ring I met was Mike. And I just remember walking over to him and he was standing by the car, and it was like super because cool that was the first sixty seven I guess first fastback or first Mustang, really, where I saw somebody make those side scoops functional and cool. I mean, Carroll Shelby obviously he had the the vents in the old right. days going to the brakes and that kind of thing, but they made them look cool. It wasn't just like a hole with a vent. I mean, it was just super trick. And right then and there, I'm like, oh wow, you know, I wish I could pay these guys to build a car for me, but you know, not not today. Maybe someday, but right. But anyway. Hot laps. Special guest is on now. Well,
1: guys, we really appreciate you taking the time to be on our podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing well. We're
2: uh, actually our winter has been pretty kind to us here. It's uh, supposed to be sixty degrees this weekend, oh, wow. uh, nice. which is unheard of in, in Wisconsin in, in early March.
0: Yeah, you guys might have the same temperature we do. yeah yeah Yeah, it's supposed to be cold here this weekend 60 degrees yeah we
2: can still we
0: can still make snowballs here oh (laughs) and ride snowmobiles which i want to do
1: (laughs) so historically we kicked this thing off with kind of a first question um i'm sure you maybe get tired of talking about all the cars you build but we wanted to definitely and i'm going to go around the horn and i'll let you guys answer last but uh steve what was your favorite ring brother car
0: it's, it's a toss-up for me. Reactor, because that's where I met Mike at SEMA. Right. And that was, when, when did you guys bring that? Was it 2007 or 2008 that you brought that?
2: It was in seven Yeah. Wow. you got a good memory. Yeah. And I
0: just remember like Mike was the coolest dude. I mean, I'm like a geeky kid. You know, I'm like, wow, this car is so cool. <laughs> I love that thing. But I think my favorite one is the one you guys did for that owner of s s Cycles, the Afterburner. Because that's for a couple reasons. Fairlane, my dad... That's what he had in his car club. That's what he used to go up to promote it. and Of course, this was a 67. The other cool thing is that car wasn't a fastback, and somehow you made that car look insane. I love that car. That car is awesome. And then the, my favorite seats would be those Chevelles, which I'm hoping they make those someday, those yeah. seats yeah. out of the Chevelle. And that steering wheel, I think that was the other, and that one of the Camaro was also just, dude, nobody, nobody makes a cool steering wheel, but I'd love to see these guys make them and sell them. There
1: you go. Shane, how about you? Yeah.
0: I really like the 71 Pantera Adrenaline. That thing was awesome. I think that was a year uh, you guys were right across from us at SEMA. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, no, I didn't, the year when he had all his uh, brothers and sisters there. Was yeah. that in the Royal Purple booth? Yes. Yeah, That's right.
2: yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve's got a yeah, memory yeah, like is. a steel
1: trap.
0: Well, I, I remember those, like, cool things like yeah. that I'll remember. And for,
1: me, uh, for me, it's the espionage. I mean, the green paint, orange and white accents, that hood, the stance – and not to mention 959 horse. I mean, everything about the Mustang was just right. Although, it's pretty hard not to pick a Winnebago with a supercharger in it. So, I mean... That, and a bar. yeah, And a bar, yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty cool. But uh, I, do you guys have a favorite car that you've done? I mean, maybe I'm putting you on the spot. But yeah, Maybe
0: not a big build that everybody knows about. Yeah,
1: that's true. Absolutely. No,
2: it's a gym. I actually... One of my favorite cars and that I really enjoyed driving. It wasn't the most horsepower car, but I really liked that car called the Producer, oh, the yeah. '65 Mustang Wide Body yeah. car that we did years nice. ago. But just a fun car. It was one I'd like to have in my garage. Yeah. I, and
0: go ahead. For me,
2: this is Mike. I I, I really like the last car we did, um, the '69 Camaro that we did for the Belgian guy. don't Craig. I just thought that car was pretty cool and Jim said cuz I really don't drive them much Jim said it was the best driving car we've ever done
0: so that that's pretty cool That's pretty awesome that, that's
2: that's that's good It was good. fast.
0: It was fast and it stuck to the ground, right?
2: Yeah, it uh, all the weight was down low on that car cuz the whole car was carbon and it just
0: oh, for some reason it felt uh, yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that I I saw that car in person.
0: At SEMA and, and battle of the builders' winter too. Oh by my the way, gosh. yeah, that car is beautiful. I missed SEMA this year, so I missed the car, but I've seen the pictures of it. It was pretty, yeah. pretty epic. Yeah, and
2: the pictures, pictures don't do it justice. I mean, no. the color was like, uh, but um, it, it had a. I mean, it was one of those cars you could spend a lot of time looking at it because there was so much in it, but yet it really looked '69.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's true probably of all your cars. You know, I've seen like one or two of them a couple of times. And then anytime I've seen it, it seems like you notice something new. Mm-hmm. So like if, if we had one in the booth all week, I bet you we couldn't see every new little detail. Um, You know, if I saw it like a month after SEMA, if it was in the booth all week, you'd probably see a couple of things that you missed. Yeah. That's how much detail they put into their cars. It's it's insane. Yeah. I, I just They're all beautiful.
2: Well, thanks. Yeah, we really try not to ruin... I mean, we've definitely done our damage over the years, but <laughs> try to keep them... Um,
1: recognizable. Recognizable
2: yeah. for what they were and what people liked about them. I think, just personally, I think a lot of people really can ruin a car by the grill and the dash by just thinking they have to change it mm-hmm. and... A lot of times you don't have to mess with the cool part, you know, it's the little things. So yeah, it, people like to do things just to change things. Like they're going to build a spoiler. They're going to make sure you know they built the spoiler. Or yeah. They want you to know they built a hood or a front chin spoiler. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I, you just, it's, it's fun to do a lot and not really notice anything.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think you're right, because re- there's a reason why we like those cars, right? It's those lines, and they always... Like those wide-body cars, you can't tell those are wide-body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like those Mustangs, right. you you can't even tell unless... And I wouldn't have been able to tell until Jim told me what the secret was, what to look for, and I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, those cars are classics for a reason, and yeah. you, when you go in there you start hacking them up or putting weird things on there, it just it takes away from that. Mm-hmm. No,
1: you're right. I mean, I I... I I never thought of it that way, but that is so true. I mean, we like them because of what they are what, and they, what are. they were, and yeah. changing that is, is – uh... You go yeah, in there and butcher it. Yeah,
2: It's a little oh, – trust me. We've destroyed a lot of cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you but, but you you know, put I them back together. To, excuse me. It was just easier to do an old, old car because there was so much ugly in them. But, <laughs> you know, when you're taking muscle cars, there's a lot of cool, right? I mean – Sure. They're, all, they're cool stock. Um, right. I can't really say that for me on a thirty some car. I'm not really a fan, but um but it was. I think it, it's easier to take something ugly and make it cool than something cool, you know, because you can make. And that's cool. when, in anybody's eyes, you know that that AMX Jablin we did for few yeah. years back. I personally thought that was a really cool car. Dude, you know, me too. People didn't yeah. really like that car, oh. probably because it was. You know, it wasn't true to its Javelin roots, but mm-hmm. that
0: car—I don't know—I think we took a lot of ugly out of that car. I yeah. I totally agree, and I'll be honest with you—I I'm not a, a Javelin uh, junkie, so I don't know all the idiosyncrasies. But I mean, I could tell it was a Javelin. In fact, I had a yeah. double—do a double take. You're just like, wow, that's a cool-looking Javelin, because yeah. it's not exactly the the most desirable-looking car. But somehow, you guys turned it into one that was.
2: Yeah, I mean the, the big thing we did on that was move them front tires ahead six and a half inches because it was so much overhang on those cars uh, that that moving the arch forward six and a half not lengthening the car any but just pushing the wheels pushing forward. the wheels forward that six and a half and keeping the the flares uh, above the wheels I had the same proportion. it really helped that car we could go on and on on that just that car alone. Right. And that's a good example of not many people know that car. Um and we did so much to that car, we've actually forgot. Yeah. we don't really do a very good job of documentation. Mhm. We we just kind of do it and then go, "Oh, we should have been taking pictures." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my wedding, <laughs> like when family say we shouldn't have did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, you don't want to document it because then you don't have to get criticized for what you did. Right. Yeah. And then go ahead, Chris.
1: Yeah, so can we clear the air? Is it Jim and Mike or Mike and Jim? Oh, it's
2: definitely Mike and Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I'm older.
1: Got it. And uh, on the website, you guys, I I was looking at stuff, and you talk about how your dad owned a gas station, and that kind of sparked the love of cars for you. Uh, when did you guys really figure out, like, you could make a living at this and, and do something special?
2: I'm still trying to figure out how to make a living <laughs> at it.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good answer. <laughs>
2: no, it's not it, It's not a business where... Um, I, I know there are people that have turned it into a, a really huge business, and don't get me wrong, it's possible. You get, start getting up in age, you get a little bit... Uh, you know, we're pretty conservative as far as going in debt to do what we do, and we've kind of paid the bills as we've gone. And It's amazing for us to even create what we have here. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's really cool. But, you know, it's something we've really planned on doing, or it's just we did whatever it took to get here, whether it was painting. You know, we still do local collision to – Heck, we paint some weird stuff around here That's and pretty awesome. it just so happened the cars was things that Jim kind of wanted to do on the side and it, and that turned into a business never imagining because when it started out it was us doing a car and then obviously we had to sell it because we couldn't afford to what we put in it right tried to recoup and it was just just strictly something we loved to do yeah. and and by you saying that reactor is pretty cool because that's really our first car. That's our first car. And it kind of put
0: the, us on the map. You're stepping stone. Help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I, the other thing I like, too, is when you guys talk about how um, it's not that there's a lot of parts. There's not not that there's not a lot of parts. available. There's just nothing, like, really cool available for these cars. And right. when you guys go in and you – the cool thing too is when you're when you're building a car and you're making these custom parts, you see that there's a need for some of these, and then you'll start selling. I mean, some of them are one-offs for the cars, but you know, maybe yeah, like a steering wheel or a seat out of a Chevelle. <clears throat> Just as another oh. hint drop there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, but uh, in fact, I have some really cool Ring Brothers parts for the Mustang that we're working on now, so um, I'm pretty stoked about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to see that car finally get done. But, man, you would need to. We've know, you we got a lot too. of guys out there buy parts that never finish
0: anything. Yeah. I don't know if you're one of them or not. Well, it's it's been it's been a dusting dust for about two years. It was collecting dust, yeah. but but it's yeah. finally going under the knife, and uh, somebody's putting the the Cortex suspension in it and that kind of thing. So, man, I hope the next time you guys come out to HRE, even if it's not painted, I wanna I wanna be a a. a jam ring and just put like a milk crate in there not even a seat and i'll just go drive the thing over and see you guys
1: there
2: you go yeah
1: be careful i've done that and
2: ran into my mom's hot water
1: heater so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. so another question so have you guys ever started a car and then got maybe like halfway through and decided to scrap the idea and if so is there a pile of half-finished ring brothers cars behind the shop we could get our hands on but <laughs> seriously hear the dumpster that gets changed yeah, out here about yeah.
2: every bus, so, <laughs> but uh, no, we don't yeah. want to be reminded it's our it's always full
0: yeah
1: yeah so I mean seriously though I mean not everything works out so I mean is there something in your mind you can remember that just from the start was just brutal and and didn't work out
2: it was it, really it was parts it was never a complete because we've always finished everything we've done mm-hmm. started but There's Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing over the years was probably dashes that we tore in and out of cars a lot. And I'll um, tell you what, technology is changing so fast that um, it's going to be exciting next 10 years, I think, for not only us, but for a lot of people. And I think it'll bring the young people back into it. And I think where he's going with that is that the idea of 3D printing a lot of the stuff and not hand-dabbing yeah. the type of dashes and interior components and literally having a physical part that fits absolutely perfect between the A-pillars and, and, you know, everything really snaps together, bolts together, and it looks OE, and that's kind of the direction this is headed you know, it's, it's no more building all this stuff out of aluminum and shaping it and mudding it and, you know, covering it and You're physically building as close to a perfect part as you can, and and uh, it all
0: goes together and comes apart like it should. Yeah, that's that's that is cool. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, man. Well, that's the thing is, you know, they play off that they're these old guys. They don't know. Yeah, but these are guys are sharp as a knife, man. They're super sharp dudes, and they're always thinking ahead.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have to hire this smart ones jim and i are i don't know we're well we're looking for some help out here so if you guys anybody wants to move back to cheese land and uh, (laughs) learn how to make snowman
0: hey hey um, hey let's do this i'll i'll meet you guys in the middle somewhere let's say uh i put up a building in knoxville and um i can watch it and we'll machine watch your guys machine parts there while i manage the new uh, heat shield location over there
1: there you go.
2: Yeah, there you go. Don't, I don't blame you for running out of where you're from. Yeah. i tell you that. Yeah.
0: Well, if I if I run out of here, maybe one day I can save enough money to have you guys build a car for me. Yeah, of course, I just sure. hope you don't get burned out by then. I, I want you to keep <laughs> going. <Yeah. laughs>
1: right.
0: Yeah. That's got to take a lot out. Of, doesn't that take a lot out of you guys to do these cars? Does it? Is it? Is it like an emotional drain? Or what's, what's the big... I mean, obviously, the physical labor, you can't dispute that. But what's the big mental or... Is it mental, emotional? What is it? Is it dealing with it's the customer? It's
2: the above, you know. It's having, it's being at the age you're at. You're definitely slowing down. It's worrying about your employees. It's worrying about, uh, you know, your workload. It's worrying about your finances. It's, it's, it's just all of the above, you know. If, you know, I, I think if you want to make a million dollars in this business, you should start with five. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I. Uh, I honestly, I think the worrying's a good thing because I worry about who's going to build a lot cooler stuff than we're we're building, and that kind of drives me to want to
0: make it cooler. Try
2: to build something cooler than I even know somebody's building because you know I, I've still got a flip phone and no no email. Yeah, and, that's amazing. And God bless you. And, look, and I don't bless you. what other yeah. people do yeah. or watch any of those shows. So, and I don't think Jim does either, honestly. So. It's kind of fun to just do what comes out of you and not worry, but knowing we know that the talent is out there, and it, you, you're forgotten in in a year. Right. Yeah. It's you're. We unveiled that Camaro, which was un, seriously the biggest thing we've ever done as far as how much work. I mean, that car was five inches wider in the rear. We pulled the wheels. It had an inch and a wow. half three inches wider in the front. I mean, it was crazy. We, every part was machined. The, the only, only two parts that would sit on a stock Camaro on that car we had at Cena is the door glass and the quarter glass.
0: Wow. Shield, not the, there the
2: windshield. There's not one other part that would fit on a stock
0: uh, Camaro. Uh, okay. So I, I got a, a nerd question for you. Nerd car. Ge- so, Oh, it's a windshield glass now how, how do you get that made do you do you because that's not cheap getting like custom glass made do you do you know we actually
2: had a the glass guy out of chicago do it and uh i think he he I went through like seven well, or eight like we we went through seven or eight up in minnesota first yeah. uh-huh probably yeah i mean realistically probably 13 14 69 camaro front windshield we destroyed trying to cut that groove in it because wow. every time we get it close, it would bust. So we didn't make custom glass in it, and that's why we were gonna we were gonna go and put a less than a three quarter inch chop in it. But we did not want to put plastic glass,
1: and right. just
2: didn't have the budget to make side glass. Um, so what we did is the rear glass, uh, some of that oversized rear glass for the Camaros, because ours wasn't um, was laminated because most rear glasses are tempered. You can't cut them. But there are some oversized um, rear glasses that are uh, available. Yeah. Laminate. Laminate. So we could cut it. Wow. So we, and then cutting it and then grinding it and, and that's, shape,
0: that's shaping wow. That's yeah. just one part of the build. Just one part of the build. guys
2: just one aspect yeah. of the whole car. I mean, wow. every part was machine. The roof alone, my first quote, on just machining the roof, just the plug, not the part, nothing else, it was $84,000. Oh, my
0: goodness. Wow.
2: I got it down to $24,000. Good for to you. Yes. Yeah. Hey, but the put next. That, hey, put the screws Yeah. That's not the part. That's just the. The foam buck to make the They're part. one full part. A hey, one-pull. It's only good for one part. Hey,
0: hey, Mike, when I move to uh, Tennessee, can I come have you come down and negotiate the house price or land price for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. Well when, well, when we threw a number out at the owner, and we kind of did some of this on that javelin, but not to the extent of this Camaro. It was like, well, we threw numbers together and where I thought it would be, and it was... That roof was the first part, and it blew the budget right there. So wow,
0: man, that's we crazy. Had
2: to, we had to find a way. and You just don't settle because we knew that that was off, but we had no idea that it was that big a difference. Wow, just the just the forty pound foam, raw foam for both front fenders was eight grand. Wow, just block of, just for the foam, Jeez. not not any machining. So. You know the
0: the cost of this stuff. Yeah, and it's funny because that's and that's like you said that's all it's all one off. So you're you know you're not
2: every piece of trim on the grill to every bar in the grill to the buckets in the grill to everything is one off. Yeah, gosh, I
0: can't even. And and I think as I think from all car guys, we want to thank you guys for doing the original. Uh, Hood hinges and billet and that kind of thing I know you've had a lot of people knock you off But thank you for starting that off Because that old spring setup on those old cars Was garbage So thank you gentlemen for doing that For all of us car people out there Yeah,
2: it's kind of fun to create I mean, more than just What you're doing But to see other people Using your stuff Or wearing your clothing It's pretty cool
0: Yeah, I bet
1: Well, before we let you go, I really have one question that I think not just the people at this table, but everybody's kind of wanting to know, is, Jim, you obviously don't mind taking the car that you build through their paces. I mean, do you just do that to freak your brother out, or are you just a big fan of donuts?
2: I, all of the above, you know, I like to piss him off, but I like to make sure that paint is chippable. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, Uh. You think if we ever get truly busted, I mean, literally, he does 140 to 130 to 145 in town in and in a 25. <laughs> if a cop's ever going to be pissed, Jim is going to jail for a while and we're going to lose the half million dollar car that we built for a custody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My god <laughs> oh man god bless you guys
2: we've uh we've been painting our our sheriff department SWAT team vehicles for free oh, for free, just oh. oh yeah get just get yeah out the you go, right yeah on. you're you're, you're, you're building graces.
0: up yeah building up karma that's yeah. a smart see these are see I told you yeah. smart guys yeah. Yeah. yeah i'll
2: tell you a story i've told this before but it's a true story mm. we did a, a blue mustang convertible for a guy in texas it was a wide body car it had a, a that blown shelby motor in it and uh I was sitting on the floor of the car and the tuner guy named Gary was sitting next to me on the floor. And I was probably doing 135 and a 25. And I got down to the end and there's a stock county sheriff there. And I looked at Gary and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to jail. <laughs> and uh, the sheriff pulls around the corner and he looks down inside the car and he looks at me and he goes, no seatbelts. And I looked up at him and I said, no seats. <laughs> and, he said, I'm going back to Baraboo now, and he drove away, and I'm like,
0: holy shit. <laughs> yeah. hey, he hey. did you a solid. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's you guys built up your karma there, so good for you guys. That's great. Yeah. What goes
2: around comes around, that's, that's for sure. That's
0: right.
1: That's right. Well, you know what? We'll let you guys get back to doing what you do best. Thank Again, you. from everybody at Heat Shield, we just want to say thanks. It was really cool for you coming on, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because... I mean, in my book, that's the best stuff I've ever yeah. seen.
0: Like we like, like were saying in the, I agree. In, in the intro, dude. Every single one of your cars, and there's nothing wrong with people that want to have like a museum piece or anything like that. Yeah. Every single one of your cars, you looks like you could jump in and flog the Wii out of the thing, and I love that. I mean, it's, it's sure it's made to look pretty, and they are. They're gorgeous cars, but they're also meant to be driven, and that's, that's why I like your, your build so much.
2: Yeah, that's the key thing, you know. They're
0: meant to be driven. Yeah. Yep. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your time. We know you're, you're busy. Thanks for having us. Yep. You guys have an awesome day yeah. and a good weekend. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks thank you. The yeah,
2: they're awesome. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
2: It's time to answer those
0: burning questions. It's Tech Time here on Hot Laps.
1: we have got a couple of questions for you and Shane today uh, one comes from a guy with an eighty one corvette he's got a rear y exhaust pipe uh, it, he said it came with three basically sheet metal heat shields to protect the floor of his car and he wanted to know he's going to go with the armor and if he wraps half of that does he need to put the heat shields back on that came with the car is that necessary i don't i don't, I, I, don't
0: I don't think I would either I think I'd delete those yeah um Best thing to do would be just delete those and put sticky – if he feels like he needs to put another shield on there, okay. put a sticky shield up underneath the floor pan. Because it's a vet, so they're plastic fantastic, you know, um, that metal shield is just going to end up conducting heat up. Yeah. I, it depends. I, I don't know how it's bolted on. If, if if they could – you always want to know, okay, is it bolted on to the exhaust? Then you definitely want to get rid of it. Sure. If it's bolted to the floor pan, in his case, I would just ditch it. Um, trying to get as much of an air gap between the heat source and the cold side panel, it's always a good idea. So a lot of times those factory quote unquote heat shields are just plates of metal that bolt down and just conduct heat. So I would, I would ditch it. And then if you wanted to add a shield, I'd add the sticky shield directly on the floor pan. Yeah. Right. On the underside. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: So so attacking it from two different spots, two
0: different spots. Yeah. I mean, from the factory obviously they recognized a there was a problem with those cars right because they oh. put a heat shield on there yeah um a lot of times it's what happens when in like an OEM situation a bean counter gets involved <laughs> and they just kind of say hey you got to use this material so the engineers know they got to do something but a lot of times it's not always the best yeah. solution it's just it's just done that way because they they're trying to do something but you know and another thing too 81 the technology is progressed you know light years since then so
1: is there any benefit to say double wrapping something or putting two layers of hot rod sleeve onto something
0: Mm, i would say 99.9 percent of the time no okay yeah um if it's something where it's directly touching an exhaust sure maybe okay maybe doubling up there but Man, if it's not directly touching anything, just make sure you got those end sealed. That's the most important yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, it doesn't come with the heat shrinks for nothing, right? Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's
1: right. Someone had a question about their fiberglass <clears throat> wrap. They said they wrap their pipe multiple times, but it keeps flaking. Um, I, is it hot, too hot, or I mean? Yeah. So is what
0: happened? It depends on number one, what kind of wrap you're getting. Yeah, he didn't mention that. Yeah. So you got to be leery of. Uh, things on ebay yes thank you shane that's what i was going to try to say they usually originate from china yeah and that's you just can't trust any of the stuff there. number one you can't trust it to do what it says it's going to do number two there's a lot of health hazards with that stuff coming out of china it it might have corona yeah yeah not just coronavirus but it, it could just be some bad fibers that you could get into your lungs and breathe in um so usually what happens doesn't matter if it's like the the lava, mm-hmm. the basalt wraps or fiberglass wraps like that when they get when they start flaking and coming apart essentially what's going on is your exhaust is too hot for what that wrap is rated for chemically it starts to change so insulation like the textile insulation is great when it's soft and flexible I mean that's how it how it's designed to function once you exceed that it crystallizes and starts to flake apart, and then you know you get the mess that you get. So it needs to go with a higher temperature wrap, either like one of those muffler armor kits. Is, he, is it a muffler or a pipe?
1: It was a pipe.
0: Yeah. So like either the the heat shield armor or the the inferno wrap. And it's and I hate to I mean I I hate to tell people that, but that is the truth. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. The inferno wrap is just like double or triple what a fiberglass wrap is. The cool thing about that stuff is, though, so you could run it like a turbocharged car. You could run it on the pipe and unwrap it. That's how awesome that wrap is. It doesn't look the prettiest. Um, it isn't the cheapest, but, man, it's it's the best for real high-powered like high, high race engines, boost. If you're going to use a wrap, the Inferno Wrap, it's the only one around. It's the only one around that'll take the heat. I don't care what any of those other guys are telling you. It's a bunch of garbage because those those fibers just cannot take that kind of heat right, but um and then also the the same thing it's a silica, so the armor series that's all silica based and it can take that high heat too
1: Shane you agree with that I do agree. you're shaking your head over there mm-hmm. so I figure yeah, you'm agreeing with everything all right very good well that's Well good. said yeah, all right product showcase um this is one I think people know about, but we don't really touch too much on. And that is our uh, heat shield armor pipe kits. I want to know, I I know you sit in your office and I hear, I got it. And, you know, this is the next thing. And I know your mind works crazy. But you came up with a pretty cool idea here on something that we've already proven works. uh, But you've made it easier. So can you just give us some kind of insights on Temp rating, insulation procedures, maybe sizes, et cetera. Can you paint it, that kind yeah, of
0: stuff? Yeah, sizes. Uh, we're definitely going to add more, and we need to add the half-inch because that's something we haven't done yet. And That was on my to-do list, making a to-do list of new products to do this week. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on there for sure. Um, yeah, so the original armor was uh, necessity as a mother of invention. So when the coconuts here in California passed that, dpf emissions garbage um, just remember a local trash company down at miramar they were using wrap on their trucks and it was flaking off and couldn't take the heat from the the dpf because it was just a much hotter exhaust so um miramar ford came to us and said hey what can you do he, that they're a heavy duty truck not like a miramar ford at that time was not still aren't they, they do heavy they do big trucks and they don't right. mess with the You know, it's not like Like trucks like mine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we kind of had to come up with this on the fly. Um, The hardest thing, like there's better insulation out there, but the hardest part about it is how do you protect it? Mm -hmm. Because you have, you know, uh, needle blankets are used all over industrial. I mean, we've been using them, making them for years for industrial uh, applications. So the trick is how how do you protect it? And then how do you protect it in such a way that's easy for somebody to use? So we kind of had used the heat shield magic and bonded it essentially to aluminum. We chose aluminum because it's cheaper than stainless. Um, It's still rugged, 1100 aluminum. It's highly uh, corrosion resistant, very customizable, very easy to work with. We're using, it's a four mil thick, so it's not like when you cut it, you slice your hands. You don't need a pair of tin snips. There's a reason why we use that particular grade of aluminum. So the armor has been going great, and it's a was a great product for us. It's really great in the industrial market. For a lot of car guys, you know, uh, the trick is, like, how much of a gap do I leave on the pipe? And so basically what we're trying to do is take out all the guesswork for a person. Yeah, You just wire it up, and away you go. And yes, you can paint it um engine paint works great on there and another nice thing about engine paint there's a lot of different colors available the thing that kind of amazed me the first time when shane did that was like he pre-cut his piece this is before the pipe kit this is like the old days when you're making your thing And there was a header we did or whatever i think so yeah it was Was uh, from a bmw that was for that um yost autosports that's who that was yeah so another reason why it's good to work with race teams is you come up with cool things by working with race teams yeah The coolest thing about that was after he painted it, got it all flat, got it cut, pre-fit and everything, he painted it, and I couldn't believe the paint didn't flake off when he was wrapping around the pipes. Mm -hmm. So I think it must be some kind of flex agent or something in the rattle can engine paint because it's got to be able to expand. It's got to be able to get heat cycled. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be able to expand and contrast with the motor. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, dude, it's just great. It's just so easy, dude. I mean, you don't want to get itchy. You don't want to sit there, jack the thing up, wrap it around, do all that mm-hmm. crap, soak it, which we don't really advise soaking a wrap anyway. But you just slap it on and go.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the, for the in most cases, you don't even have to take your pipe off. That oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. I mean, we make kits for headers. We make kits for mufflers. um, And then the pipe kits. And the pipe kit riveted on the side mm-hmm. yeah and then it comes
1: with wire so yeah. it's, again it's all inclusive yeah. yeah and it can be cut i mean i i watched the video shane of you it's almost it like on. it's almost like lacing a shoe yeah with some wire yeah
0: just a little bit easier because there's not as many laces yeah. yeah exactly
1: and it already comes with the gap there so yeah yeah that's all the, the guesswork's taken out exactly so it's just, exactly just, your size it and just go. makes
0: it easier on everybody
1: yeah sweet all right, well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, please drop us a review. And, Steve, can you tell the people how to get in
0: touch with sure, us? Sure. It's uh, heatchillproducts.com. Shoot an email to podcast at com. Any tech questions or guests you want to see or whatever, we'll do our best to try to get them on. And then uh, social media is just at heat shield Products. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Mm-hmm. I think we even have a Pinterest account, but I don't know if anybody even monitors uh, a it. A LinkedIn. Yeah. A LinkedIn too. Yeah. We got yep. a LinkedIn company page. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, and we also want to thank Jim and Mike ring, um, or Mike and Jim ring for being a special guest on hot laps. Um, if you haven't checked out their work, I mean, you're missing out. Honestly, uh, you can check them out on their website. It's RingBrothers.com. Their Instagram is RingBrothers as well. And, uh,
0: Man, if you see one of their cars or you hear one of their cars is going to be at a show in your area, you should go just to go check out their car. Yeah. Well, I it's super with cool. That. It's I amazing. agree with
1: that. So, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time right here on Hot Laps.